It's great to have you with us from wherever you're tuning in from. For more information about Elevate Church or to contact us, head to our website elevatechurch.me and take us wherever you go by downloading our Elevate Church AU app. We hope this message inspires and helps you to take your next steps in your journey. It's an honour to, I like like the word land, land this series. There is a group of people I admire, I find very inspiring. They may not be the wealthiest, uh, they may not be the most academic, the most good looking, the most popular, but they are dedicated. There's something about this quality of dedication, whether the person is an elite athlete, a researcher, a social activist, uh, environmentalist, whatever it is, it might be an area I personally may not agree with, but when you see someone giving their life to a cause or a mission, it's just like, oh, I find that so inspiring. I think of uh, Nelson Mandela and his dedication to his nation and wanting to see justice and equality, despite the way he at times was treated, he, uh, he dedicated his life to seeing South Africa reformed. And it was just to, to watch that, particularly the Rugby World Cup for South Africa to win at that time, it was just uh, quite an experience. And this man who dedicated his life to that particular cause. We think of the late Steve Irwin and now his family uh, continuing that legacy of you know, wildlife and conservation. And it, he just dedicated his life uh, to that particular cause. In Perth, we have the, the two Fionas, Fiona Stanley, Fiona Wood, who together, though you know, they're similar but different, but in the era of healthcare and medical research, they have done so much, and it's not something you can do nine to five, five days a week. It's something they and other people dedicate their life to. And so I think it's a, a great human quality. And we look at, you know, we've looked at the life of David. He, he had a worshipper's heart. He had a, a loyal heart. Uh, he had a courageous heart. Because of a time in his life when there was a downhill spiral, he, he had a restored heart. But today we're going to look at this idea that David, throughout his life, recorded in scriptures, had a heart that was dedicated. So we're going to look at really, it's almost like we're going to do what in eight weeks, what we did in seven weeks, we're going to do in one week. We're going to look at the whole life of David and just the different aspects in which he was dedicated. He was dedicated to his father's sheep. He was a shepherd. And on one ordinary day, looking after the sheep, you know, you know that's, just, that's just his day, uh, he gets a tap on the shoulder, um, Dad wants you, and you find out that there's this big dude called Samuel, a prophet, who uh, God has rejected the first king, Saul, because of pride and other issues, and he has been called by God to go to the house of Jesse, there you'll find the next king, and obviously, like... Many people would do, you, you'd look at the oldest, you know, the most uh, experienced, and it was just, no, no, no. And then Samuel said, well, look, none of them are the right one. Um, is that it? And you go, oh, sorry, I forgot. <laughs> You've got the youngest kid, he's out looking after the sheep. <laughs> and so David comes in, doesn't really know what's going on, and then Samuel said, he's the one. You are the one. You are the next king. Wow, okay, cool. And we read, and David went back. To his father's sheep. 
It's just so, it's just, okay, cool. He didn't go to some leadership academy to learn how to be king. He didn't, get, you know, go to Top Gun to learn how to be, you know, Israel's greatest king. He didn't go around parading Jerusalem. I'm king. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Uh, Saul's got the sack. I am the king. You can, you know, you do your thing. Uh, throw out petals as I walk along. No, didn't do that. He didn't do what a lot of people would do in that situation back in that time, assassinate the previous king and his children to make sure they never avenge the fact that you're the new king. No, he just went back to his father's sheep. They weren't his. It wasn't like it's his future investment. It's the old man's sheep. And yet he treated them like his sheep. Have you ever rented a house, hired a car, hired a suit, an outfit? It's not yours. Doesn't really matter. I remember recently visiting Emily and Bambi uh, in Sydney. I had to hire a car and I got a, a new car. It was, had about 1,500 Ks on it. Uh, unfortunately, it was a little unfortunate. In Sydney, there was uh, very wild weather. It was very wet. In fact, for the last few months, there's been a lot of rain. So there are some huge potholes. And I remember going along the northern beaches at, at night and there's no street lights. It's just a straight road, 90 kilometres an hour, and I just did not see it. it. It wasn't a pothole. It was like a crater on the moon. It was just bang. Oh, it's all right. It's not my car. <laughs> I went and I handed the car over. I mean, it's just covered in mud. I'm sure the wheel alignment's out. Uh, I went to the beach a few times. You could, you could make a, a little sandcastle inside the car. It's like, hey, it's not my car. That wasn't David's attitude. He looked after his father's sheep like they were his own. And that's the reason why I think he was promoted to be king is because he was dedicated in these so-called small things. Sometimes I think, oh, I'd be dedicated if I got promoted. But while we're in our job and it seems so many, you think, oh, it's not my job. It, well, it's not my company. And so you just give it half-hearted. If God is going to take us on to, if it is bigger things, well, we need to be faithful. We need to be dedicated in the small things. For David, he was dedicated in the small things, looking after sheep. And God said, yeah, I think I can entrust him to look after a nation. So a little bit of a lesson about dedication if you're in a work situation, here are a few things to have a dedicated heart just like David. Um, get there early. Stay behind. Do things that aren't in your job description. Help build a, a positive work environment. Be enthusiastic. Uh, go beyond the call of duty. And you'll find as you start engaging in that work that actually I am working unto the Lord. And it's a sense of I am dedicated to this work. David was also dedicated to King Saul. And even though Saul was given the flick by God because of pride, from David's perspective, he's still the king. And so he dedicated his life for some time. So what happened when Saul was given the flick, God actually removed his spirit from Saul. I wonder what that felt like, to be operating in a way that Wow, it feels like it's not really me, but there's something on me, in me. It's the Spirit of God. And now that's taken off. Whoa. There's this vacuum. But God then filled the vacuum with an evil spirit that would time to time come upon Saul and would torment him. And so David's doing his dedication thing for his father's sheep. But then he gets word that, oh, David plays guitar or the harp. 
And maybe by bringing him in, this evil spirit may lift off you, Saul. And so there were times, you know, David's dedicated to his father's sheep, and it's like, hey, David, quick, uh, Saul's having another episode. He goes into the, the palace, and there's Saul just, oh, he's having some psychotic episode. There's dark. It's just like he's in a bad place. So just let me get my little harp. Hey, Saul, so I've just learned a new tune. This might help you. Uh, 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 uh. I don't know what he played, but whatever he played, all of a sudden, just this evil spirit would lift. It's just like, oh, thank you, David. Thank you. You can, you can go back to the sheep. And so David dedicated his life to Saul, even though he was given the flick. It's still like this sense of he's still the king, even though I've been appointed king. But I'm still going to treat him until God says otherwise. In fact, there was a time Saul became rather jealous of David because he was becoming a lot more prominent and popular, having a lot more success, that he was filled with jealousy, resentment and rage. And there were times Saul just thought this kid and tried to pin him on the wall with a, a spear. It got to the point where uh, David had to do a runner. He spent about 13 years in the wilderness being pursued by this psychopathic ex-king Saul. There were a couple of opportunities and the soldiers of David were with him where he could have taken Saul out, maybe at night. Quick, now, now. It's just, no, I can't touch the Lord's anointed one. He was dedicated to a Saul who had fallen. Here is a little lesson for those who feel God is calling you into an area that you want to give a lot more of your life to, and it's something you're passionate about, something that you just think about all the time. Not everyone else is going to be passionate about the things you're passionate about. There are times that you are going to uh, not be respected, like Saul. He didn't respect David's dedication. It's like that he almost tried to kill him. And there are times people talk about, I was dedicated to this era, but people misunderstood me. Some people thought I was too intense. Some people thought I was just on a tangent. I remember, you know, in the last few years, I've been sort of re-looking at, at faith and politics, and I'll share it with some people of some of my views. Oh, Rob, you're not going left, are you? You know, you're, you're, you're vegetarian. You're into the environment. You're into social justice. Uh, yeah. it's not, I didn't know the kingdom of God was right. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I didn't realise, you know, to, to, to be a Christian is to be right politically. It's just like, and, and all of a sudden I'm getting passionate about stuff, but people think, oh, Rob, be careful. There's some really weird people over there. Thought, you ever look to the right? Anyhow, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember as a pastor, I, you know, I, I had authority, but I have authority because I'm under authority. I've got a church board, I've got a spiritual mentor, I've got other men and women in my life that I respected. I might mightn't see leadership the way they do, but there was this sense of, no, I'm going to, as they're dedicating their life to me, I'm dedicating my life to them. And I want to hear from them, I want to, to be accountable, I want to get a fresh perspective. And now I'm just a humble member. Most of us know what it is to be... We're not quite like Mark. We're just a member of the church. I'm stirring. Uh, I'm just a wee, wee little member of a little church in Perth, but I'm still dedicated. I'm dedicated to our pastors. I'm dedicated to the leadership, to this local church. And so I get there early and I hang around. It's not like, oh, church is finished. Run. It, it, just, you know, taking the pastors out a couple of times. We paid for it. 
I preach there, I do other part, you know, other services, but, but I'm doing it to the Lord because I'm, it's something God's called me to do, to be dedicated. I'm not perfect, far from it, talk to my wife, glad she's not here. Um, so David's dedicated to his father's sheep, he's dedicated to a king who's fallen, he's also dedicated to a nation. At the time, uh, you know, he's watching what's going on, there's this giant of a guy called Goliath, and, and we, we looked at that story that he has a courageous heart, but... You know, David the shepherd, committed to the king, is thinking, why is, this, why is Israel, why are all these soldiers, including his brothers, just so intimidated by this giant? He's saying things about our God, our nation, that is just disgraceful. Why isn't someone doing something about it? And he, something came on David, and he went to Saul, the guy that he plays the harp for, you know, uh, 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 and he, he just says, I'm going. And you can imagine Saul going, you're a shepherd, I admire your dedication to your father's sheep, I admire your dedication to me, you play a harp, but uh, this, this guy's a big dude. And it's just like, uh, I feel God's calling me to, to do it. So in 1 Samuel 17, 32, Saul replied, go and the Lord be with you. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's not my responsibility, you get killed, it's not on my watch. And uh, we read that, you know, out comes this Goliath. He first sees David, this is it, this is your best. And he starts taunting him. And and so we read that David or Goliath comes, you know, with a javelin, a spear and whatnot. And David comes with five stones. One's going to do the job. See, all these people think he's so big, he's so intimidating. And David's thinking, he's so big, I can't miss. Straight, you know, crashes down, thud. Cuts off his head. This, you know, hey, the Bible isn't PG. And he cuts off his head because really that, that was a sign of authority. I'm cutting off the head, the authority. It is now in the spirit. It is broken. Philistine, that, that, you know, that, this spirit that has been over us in fear, I'm cutting it off. Whoa. Now, in time when Saul dies in battle, David is finally, finally the king. And he is dedicated to the nation. In the same way he was dedicated to the sheep, he was dedicated to a fallen king, he is totally dedicated to this nation. We read as a summary in 1 King 2.11 that he reigned for 40 years and that God, uh, oh, he defeated the Philistines, the Moabites, Edomites, the Amalekites, a lot of pastors at this side will say, and the termites, and everyone just laughs, but that's so lame. I mean, that's worse than a dad joke. Um, But he was successful, you know, it was this sense of he dedicated himself to this nation, to God's nation. So much so there are times he thought, oh, there's more than just expanding our, our borders. I want to see a house for God. I want there not just to be like a tent, a portable tabernacle thing. I want to build a house for God. But God said, no, no, you've got blood on your hands. Your, 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 your son will do that. But the dedication of, I don't want just success. I don't want just this, these big borders. I want Jerusalem. I want there to be a temple where it's the, the center of worship and that nations around see the presence of God on his people. Yeah, he was dedicated to the nation. But then he can also be dedicated to just one person. He was dedicated to a friend called Jonathan, who happened to be the son of Saul, who, tried, who was pursuing David and wanted to kill David. 
When Saul and Jonathan died, we read in 2 Samuel chapter 1, verse 26 of Jonathan's death. He said, I grieve for you, Jonathan, my brother. He wasn't a brother, but he was like a brother. You were very dear to me. Your love for me was wonderful. And this next phrase is interesting. More wonderful than that of a woman. Now, that's not weird. Now, he had lots of wives, he had lots of sex slaves, he had lots of women in his life, but there was this man, and you hear particularly about men in war when they've served together, that, that something happens when you are side by side, you're, you're looking out for each other, and you go through this campaign of so many months or years, and you come back, it's just this, this mateship. Like at Anzac Day, we remember the fallen, but you, know, you hear about this this mateship. And so David had that for Jonathan. And there was this sense of what a lot of kings would do, as I said before, is you, you would then kill the other children in the family because, hey, they could rise up and go for you. But his, David was the opposite, this heart of dedication to his fallen brother in the Lord. It's like, is there someone in the family I'm not aware of that I can show kindness to? Again, he was so dedicated, it was consuming him. And then you heard about Mephibosheth. Why would you call your kid Mephibosheth? <laughs> I feel for the teachers. Uh, you know, Jonathan here, Charlie here, Mary here, David yeah, here. Meph, uh, are you here? It's just the poor kid. It's like, you know, he was probably 18, 20 before he could say, my name is Mephibosheth. Anyhow, I heard about Mephibosheth, and apparently at the age of five, uh, when the Philistines, I think, were coming to overthrow the city of Jerusalem, the babysitter grabbed him and, and a little bit hastily, a little bit maybe recklessly, and dropped him, and both of his ankles were broken, never healed, and as a result, we read, he was lame in both feet. Well, he is hiding just like David was hiding, because he probably thought, uh, I reckon David's going to be after me. You know, I, I'm part of the family. This is what kings did in ancient times. And David did pursue Mephibosheth, but when he found him, he said, Hey, I, I really loved your father. He was great. Um, your grandfather, he, he was a nutter. But, uh, you know, there's one in every family. But your father, remarkable man, and I want to show kindness to you. I'm dedicated to this nation, but I am so dedicated to your father, and I am dedicated to you. So all of your father and your grandfather's estate, all of the possessions, I am saying it's not mine, it's yours. You are now an incredibly wealthy man. But I don't want you staying in this little place. I want you to come to my place. I want you to sit at the family table. You are one of my children. And so Mephibosheth would eat at the, at the table of David. He was family. So it's amazing. He could be, David could be dedicated to sheep, to a fallen king, to a whole nation. He could also be dedicated to a friend. And so a lesson for us. You know, sometimes we can get so busy on our mission and our task and the doing and the doing and the doing that we think, hang on, we don't want to leave in our wake of success in our air of dedication in our wake. Yeah, but I forsook my, my family, my marriage, my friends. And so this idea of we need to be dedicated to family and friends. 
to love them, to forgive them, to try and understand them. It's not about right and wrong. It's about relationship and doing life together and going through good times and bad times. But there's a dark side to dedication. Now, this little statement isn't a reflection on the quality of dedication. It is a reflection on the frailty of humanity and our vulnerability. You see, if you look at Jesus, he was perfectly dedicated in all areas of his life. He was dedicated to the Father's mission to usher in the kingdom of God. So what God is doing in heaven, let's now bring it here on the earth, right here, right now. That meant preaching the gospel. That meant demonstrating the gospel. So Jesus had this enormous mission. I'm going to usher in the kingdom of God, but I'm also dedicated to my family. I'm dedicated to my friends. I'm dedicated to disciples. I'm dedicated to the nation of Israel. I'm dedicated to people outside of Israel. I'm dedicated to the the committed, the wealthy, the intellectual, but I'm also dedicated to the marginalized and the poor and the forsaken and the spiritually lost. His whole life was a life of dedication. His dedication took him to a cross. He who was without sin became sin. He was so dedicated, but not just in his mission, but in every aspect of life. Here is the dark side of dedication. We need to be aware that we can be so dedicated to a cause, a project. You you know, you can be the most amazing uh, social activist, researcher, artist, elite athlete. But if we're not careful, that thing that we're committed to and dedicated to can be so consuming that it becomes our life. And everything else is peripheral. And so it was with David. Now, when you study the life of David so many times, you know, and there's a series on David, you know, at some, you know, the shepherd and all that stuff, Goliath, awesome, but you know, oh, no, at some point I know we're going to get to that chapter. When it starts off, it was springtime, and all the kings are going off into battle, and David's this, no, I'm going to stay at home. He's about 50, and he's bored. There's nothing worse than a bored man in his 50s. He's got wives, he's got sex slaves, concubines, he's got, he's got a woman for every day of the, of the week, and yet he sees a woman. See, it's not about sex, it's about power. And that became this, despite his dedication in all these aspects that I've mentioned, that there was this sinister part that he wasn't dedicated to marriage. He wasn't dedicated to kingdom morals. He wasn't totally dedicated, we believe, to his family. And so from that moment of committing adultery and then covering that up by putting the husband in the front line so he'd be killed and wouldn't find out, it was a very, very dark time in the life of David. And Nathan the prophet comes along. Now under the law... Even as a king, David should be put to death. But God had grace on him. He had mercy. But Nathan made it very clear. You are forgiven, 
but the sword of the Lord will not leave your house or the days of your life. There are going to be consequences. And here are just a few. In 2 Samuel chapters 13 to 18, here's a summary of despite this amazing dedication, there was a major flaw in the life of David. As a result, Amnon raped his sister Tamar. Tamar is David's daughter, Amnon, a half-son. Absalom, as a result of that, killed his brother Amnon. Then Absalom revolts against his father David. David has to flee Jerusalem. Absalom has sex with David's concubines on the rooftop just to really defile the house of the father. And eventually Absalom was killed in battle. So despite all of this dedication to the nation and to a fallen king and to a friend, to his father's sheep, there was this dark side of dedication where he didn't give any time to really looking at his marriage, his role as a father and those aspects of life. I can remember a time when dad was a pastor and I was about 15 and we, our relationship was very strange. And I never said it to dad, but I remember saying it in my mind. If I was a member of my father's church, I would have more of his time and affection than simply being his son. I admired my father's dedication to this small church of Christ in the Blue Mountains in Sydney. And he was on call 24-7, but when he was home, he was absent. I don't think God called my father to build a really strong, healthy church, but hey, it's going to cost your family. Hey, I want you to be dedicated to the environment. I want you to be dedicated uh, to, to, to the arts or to research or to medicine. I'd, but hey, it's okay for that thing to consume you and your life is going to implode. It's going to cost you your... Mar- God doesn't, doesn't do that. So David experienced the dark side of dedication. He misunderstood what it really was to be a man of God. It's more than being a warrior. It's more than even writing some great worship songs, supporting a fallen king, being a king of a nation for 40 years. It's like, oh, it also requires to build a strong family and to guard your marriage. And we have seen, and it's been happening for 2,000 years in the church, but certainly it appears more recently Maybe because of social media, we, have, we, we get the news quicker, but more and more Christian leaders, people who are pastoring large churches and movements, even in the movement I'm part of in C3 in Australia in the last few years, we've had quite a few who have fallen in the area of sexual immorality, dedicated to the local church. But at some point, there was that dark side of dedication where they weren't dedicated to the spiritual disciplines, they weren't dedicated to their marriage, they weren't dedicated to pursuing holiness. It was just, I'm going to build a great church. I'm going to build a great platform. You might think, Robert, this is all challenging, but you you forgot a major heading. David was dedicated to the sheep, to a nation, to a friend. What about God, his dedication to God? And the reason why I didn't have that as a separate one is sometimes we can treat our relationship with God as another, almost like another area. 
But if you think about it, everything is spiritual. The way, though not perfectly, that David demonstrated his dedication to the Lord was he was dedicated to the sheep and to a nation and to a fallen king and to a friend. Everything was worship. Everything is spiritual. And he did write some amazing worship songs. And he would have spent a lot of time meditating on the scriptures. He would have spent time in solitude. He would have spent time confessing sin. He was known. In fact, in the book of Acts, it says he was a man after God's own heart. Despite the dark side. He was a man after God's own heart. So I'd like to just spend a couple of minutes looking at some of the Psalms that David wrote as a worshipper. If anyone is experiencing distress, David wrote under the anointing of the Holy Spirit in Psalm 4.1, answer me when I call you, O my righteous God. Give me relief from my distress be merciful to me and hear my prayer. Anyone is feeling guilt and shame, David, under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, wrote in Psalm 51, Oh, have mercy on me, O God. According to your unfading love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions, wash away all my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For those of us needing guidance and confidence, David wrote in Psalm 23, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. And one thing we know about David, despite that dark aspect of his life, he pursued God. And in Psalm 27, he said, One thing I ask of the Lord this is what I seek, and it's not to be the greatest king. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. David was a man after God's own heart. My closing phrase as we conclude this series, King of Hearts, looking at the heart of David is, yes, David was a man after God's own heart, but God is after your heart. God bless you. We really hope you got a lot out of this message. If you live in the Perth area, we'd love for you to join one of our live experiences. For times and directions, as well as information, head to our website, elevatechurch.me. For those of you beyond the Perth area, we'd love for you to connect with our online experience, which premieres every Sunday via YouTube and Facebook Live and on demand immediately after. And to partner with us to reach more people by giving financially, head to our website, elevatechurch.me and also download our Elevate Church AU app.